Welcome to the Metamorphosis with Michelle podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Kessel. I'm an integrative health practitioner and certified brain rewiring coach. And on this podcast, I'm going to be diving deep into all things personal growth and development, brain rewiring, health and wellness, and spirituality. Welcome to another episode of the Metamorphosis with Michelle podcast. I'm super excited for the conversation this week. We're going to get into all of the juicy manifestation topics and going to go into all of the tips and tricks when learning how to manifest and what might be blocking your manifestations from coming through. So I have a lovely friend and guest here, Elisa, and I'm going to hand it over to her to share a little bit about herself and the type of coach that she is. Hi, everyone on the podcast. I am so, so, so excited to be here. My name is Elisa Danielle. I'm a manifestation and energy coach. Um, mostly focusing on body-based manifestation. So I actually teach orgasmic manifestation and really getting in your body because that's one of the things I think that is missing from a lot of people who do teach manifestation. Our subconscious mind is actually what creates our reality. It's like 95% of what's running the show and our subconscious is held in our body. So we have to clear the energetic blocks from a body-based um perspective in order to be able to manifest a lot smoother and easier. Yes, I love that. So when you do your body-based approach, Mm -hmm. what kind of does that entail, like getting into your body? Mm, Yeah, so the course that I run, we have embodiment practices that we do, and it's a variety of pleasure practices. dancing, moving, but then I also do energy activations on the clients and just really shift their um, energy from a more subconscious place. I have this amazing energy modality where I can tap into people's energetic fields from a subconscious place and I can see their past programs that they're running that they're still stuck, like the trapped emotions that they're holding on from trauma or past events is stuck in their energy field and then we're able to switch it just like that and clients see rapid results within when the um the last call that we did when the girls manifested money like literally while we were still on the call um so it's pretty cool to be able to just change your frequency right away wow that is so powerful is that something that you learned to do or was that something that you kind of like downloaded and were able to just do for people Mm, yeah it's been kind of a journey um with a mix of modalities. I was experiencing chronic pain myself um, a couple years ago and I went to a Dr. Joe Dispenza retreat and that really just shook my entire world and just seeing how you can move energy so quickly in the long or the advanced long retreat, you do a series of becoming, activating the healer within. And I was kind of just like sitting with, I had felt like I had like, mm, moved past like 80%, like my body was feeling like 80%. Like it went from, I couldn't, I could barely even sit on my computer for more than 20 minutes without feeling like the chronic pain and needing to take a break. And I felt when I went to the retreat, I was like 80% better. And I was asking my guides, asking source, like, why can't I just like feel a hundred percent? Like, what's this about? Um, and then the message I got was like, it's because you're meant to be an energy healer and activate these codes within other people and you have to learn how to move it with your body first. So then between um, going to the Dr. Joe events and learning how to move the energy there and then a few different modalities and then some of it just being downloaded to me, um, I learned how to do this modality and it's been such a game changer. Wow, that is so beautiful. I love that you were pretty much like the vessel that needed to go through the change in order to help others facilitate it. Cause I think that's what happens when you're a coach, like learn the lesson yourself, embody it, and then help others transmute it too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like what gets me through so many different things that I've gone through in my life. It's just like, okay, if I have to go through this just to even help just one person, like it's so worth it. And when I look back on my timeline of 
everything that's happened, I'm like, no, that actually did happen perfectly. Everything really does happen for a reason. And it just helps me like embody that trust that anything I'm ever going through is meant to help someone else or for me to learn a lesson that my soul came here to learn. Yeah, absolutely. I love that shift of like taking all of your lessons and knowing that it's for a reason instead of having like that victim mentality of, oh no, poor me. So that's a beautiful way to flip the script. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's been a really beautiful process. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about like orgasmic manifestation. Like, is that just sitting around and having orgasms all day? What is it? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that could be, I mean, that could be one reality that you live in. And yeah, (laughs) I love having those days of just being a total pleasure queen. But to me, it's more about living an orgasmic lifestyle. And it's more about saying no to anything that doesn't bring you pleasure, that isn't your highest excitement. It's learning to really just become the queen of your life and really slow down and take life all in and be activated in all your senses. So, you know, you're taking time to really eat and smell your food and be with your food. And you're taking time to bring pleasure into your body and touching and feeling all the sensations when you're taking a bubble bath or when you're listening to music, you're actually there and present with it. It's really anything that that brings you back to the present moment because that's where source lies and that's where everything you're desiring lies too. And the more you can be in the present moment, not living in past programs or um, in the future, the more things are magnetically drawn to you. And then of course, there is the pleasure practices that can help you know, just move your manifestations forward to you. Because if you think about orgasm, um, it's creation. It literally creates life. And I think you can create your dream life with it too, but it also helps you get into that high vibrational frequency from a surrendered place. Because if you think about it, if you want to have an orgasm, you have to be surrendered. You have to be trusting, which is the same thing with the process of manifestation. So it helps you get in that frequency of creation, but still from that surrendered receiving state. Yeah, I love that so much. Because of course, yeah, that's a big, I think, block that people have when manifesting is that they never surrender and give space to receive. It's always like waiting, like forcefully instead of like, kicking back and relaxing. So that totally makes sense. I've always kind of like wondered how that works, but I love how you describe it where it's like living an orgasmic life, not just like the physical orgasms itself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's it. I think a lot of people get, um, have misconceptions about is that, you know, that you're just gonna do a meditation or, or orgasmic manifestation, pleasure practice, and then it's just gonna fall out of the sky. But if you do that for 15 minutes and then the rest of the day you're just like playing in the victim or being in your disbelief or just being like mean to yourself then that's not in the frequency that you just created that thing in so i mean i have the i like to see the lens or the universe through the lens of even when i'm being you know a negative nancy or having fear or doubt like the universe just loves me so much and wants to give me whatever i'm manifesting no matter what frequency i'm in but it definitely, things definitely shift a lot faster when you're living in that orgasmic state and you're choosing your pleasure. You're choosing to be a yes in your body. And one of the reasons why orgasmic manifestation works so quickly too is a lot of times we can be um, in our conscious mind, we can be a yes to what are desiring, but our body, our subconscious is a no. So you can change the lens in which you see the world and some of those cross purposes that might be blocking you from becoming a full yes in your body and the different practices that we use we use you know mantras and affirmations from this body based place to affirm that like yes i love making money yes it's safe to make money yes it's safe to have love because even like i was saying even if we consciously think that we want these things in our body from past programming we might still be a no so then when you're you're reprogramming it with pleasure that it's safe to have love, that it's safe to have money. And you're recreating new neural connections within your body and in your mind that pleasure is safe, money is safe, men is safe. Where in the past we might have different stories that are blocking us from those things that we're desiring. 
Yeah, that is such a good point because that's like the biggest block that everyone faces when things aren't coming to fruition. It's like in your head, you're like, yeah, I want this. I'm ready. But of course, there's like a piece of that body that's missing because like you said, the past programming still stuck. So mm-hmm. what do you think is the biggest block or mistake that people make when doing manifestation? Yeah, I love that question. I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that one, it's just going to fall from the sky. But also I think people can, um, you know, I like to see manifestation as you have this goal and then you allow the universe to amplify this goal, right? You're not just like sitting around and wishing it for to fall out of the sky. You're still taking aligned action. But I think the other part where people get mixed up on it is they think that they're controlling the universe but you're not controlling the universe you're co-creating the universe and a lot of times i think people will try to change their reality from a more beta level of mindset or frequency but the quickest way to actually manifest is to go deep in a meditation or an orgasmic um, practice where you're in that relaxed state already and your brain waves are more in an alpha or theta level because then your um conscious mind is out of the way the, the mind that's saying like you can't really have that who are you to have that um and then you're changing it from that state of being um where you're in more of a trance state and you're more su- suggestible and open to receiving um, because a lot of times if you're trying to control the reality then you're just can constantly be like in a fear state which isn't where your manifestation um, is vibrating at you have to become a vibrational match right so it's not that you are the one um creating or controlling reality it's like you are you have your desire and it's like this beautiful present and package and then you're giving it to the universe and you're trusting that the universe is going to give it back to you yeah that is a really good way of putting it because yeah it's not going to fall from the sky but we are co-creating and we're trusting that it's going to give us this or something better in divine timing. Yeah. I love that. That's that's like the motto I always live by. It's like, okay, universe wants to give me everything that I want. So I know that if it's not this, it means it's something better. And I think the hardest part with that too is holding out that there is something better and knowing that you're worthy. Cause a lot of times I see people who just like, Oh, oh it's, you know, like, three out of the five things that I was desiring, but often I found that if you just wait out and have faith and like, sometimes it's like a little, like, I don't like to say the universe is testing us, but I think it's more so our soul wants us to know ourselves and as our most limitless creator. So if we hold out, you know, just a little bit longer then the universe does give us that thing, that's everything on the list and better. And you know that it's actually from the universe when it's like, oh my God, this is better than I could have imagined myself. Yeah, I like that because I think a big misconception in manifestation is there's always going to be a test. Mm. So I know that that's something that I've previously thought. So I really like how you just said it's just your soul wanting to like reassure that you're actually meeting like where you're supposed to go. So when someone like comes across a test, what would you say to them to like overcome it? Mm, Yeah. One of the questions I always ask myself is like, if I was really like embodying the queen who knew that she was a limitless creator and could have everything that she wants, would she accept this? Or would she be like, no, I'm the queen. Like I want everything. So it's like kind of coming back to that of like, is this what I'm holding myself to this standard? Would I really accept this and not going back to those past patterns? of being like, oh, I'll just accept this. Cause I do think that the universe will give you kind of like the thing that you accept the least. So if you're, you know, like if you're saying that you're okay being in this relationship that, you know, is kind of, it's good, but it's not phenomenal. Then like, you're kind of accepting that and the universe is like, oh, she's good with everything she's got, you know? Um, or with like clients that you're like, oh, they're, they're okay clients, but they're not like paying in full or showing up and stuff but you're like accepting that. So it's like you who has to set the standard and then not go back, which is radical responsibility to really like own that, that worth, but there's so much magic. And then you really can have whatever you're desiring when you just 
up level and believe that you're worthy of it because the universe is always saying yes it's just you who needs to fully receive it yes so keep your standards high because i hate when people are like you have too high standards it's like no you just don't have enough standards because like how can they be too high if that's what you're worth you know right and to me it's just like i'd rather i'd rather just you know wait and be like no i got me and god like it's okay you know rather than being in a relationship that is half-ass or just you know isn't exactly what I want knowing that in the past I've gotten exactly what I wanted so why would I settle because I think if something didn't work out in the past it means that something better is coming yeah exactly beautifully said so I want to circle back to your story on chronic pain because I know that a lot of people listening are struggling with like health challenges so can you kind of describe like how you overcame it and what that was like for you? Yeah. Um, so what happened for me is when I was younger playing soccer, I broke my collarbone. And then it's just like a fragile area that didn't ever really heal correctly. Um, and then maybe like a year or two ago, I was in Hawaii and I was doing a handstand and I totally ate shit on the same collarbone that I broke when I was younger. Um, and I just had some other just chronic body pain. I didn't know how to process my emotions I kind of like got caught up in the the law of attraction stuff and I was like oh no I can just think positively all the time like I don't have to like I was spiritually bypassing a lot um and just had no relationship to my emotions so obviously um my emotions were getting stuck in my body which was creating chronic pain because um it's really your mind that's telling your body to be in the state of fear or pain because it's your body feels like that it's safer to experience chronic pain than it does to experience emotional pain. So once I realized that, then I started really getting in tune with my emotions and just allowing myself to feel what need, needed to be felt. Um, but then I, one of the things that actually kind of prevented my healing for a while is what I was saying. It was I had so much anxiety around my thoughts. I thought that I had to be positive all the time. I was like, I can't, I was feel fearful of my own thoughts and your thoughts can literally make you sick. Um, but they can also make you healthy too. Um, so I just really had to, and then I was trying to control so much of my thoughts. I was like, no, I can't think that I can't think that. But then I was like living in fear rather than just like accepting it. So once I just surrendered and I allowed the pain to be there. And I decided that even if this pain was going to be there, it wasn't going to stop me from living my dream life. And um, then that allowed me to shift and to have more healing in my body and to really just surrender to source because I was, I was the one who was trying to heal myself, but I had to give it to the universe. And I was like, I had to get out of my own way. And I really had to just trust and have faith. Um, but then I also found the energy healings that I was talking about. And that just changed my life completely because it um, allowed me to let go of some of those past attachments that were keeping me in the past where my body was like living in the past and past programming. Um, so yeah, that was, that's been the biggest, biggest journey for me. It's just really um, the energy healings, but also just like acceptance and trusting source and knowing that like I have a big purpose and this is this is part of it yeah I think there was so many little nuggets of wisdom that you just laid out and I really wanted to point out that you said like just accepting and letting the emotion be because I think like it's just common to totally bypass it and be like oh my god I can't think that way like I have to think positive instead of like giving yourself a few minutes to let the emotion just kind of like be and pass through. And actually it will go by a lot faster than like you keeping to push it down and down and down. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause like when you add resistance on top of whatever emotion you're feeling, that's how you actually compound emotions. And then, then they get trapped in your body because it's like, if you have fear or frustration, but then you're adding resistance on top of it, you're just yeah, you're just compounding the emotion and then it gets stuck in your energetic field. 
and then it causes the pain. Um, but yeah, yeah, one of the things that really helped me too was um, really just like talking to my body and realizing that the body is the one that's creating the state of being and feeling in the body. So I would, in my mind, I would tell my mind, like, subconscious, please just send um, coherence between my mind, body, and soul. And then I had to reconnect that mind body connection to be on the same page um, and to really just like calm down some of the anxiety that I was experiencing. Breath work really helped with that too, with just moving um, the emotions and coming back to my center. But yeah. Yeah, I think that most people are really disconnected from the mind and the body because we're like so in our head and no one really thinks about the body. So mm -hmm. if someone feels super disconnected, how would you kind of guide them to reconnect with their body? I love that question. And yeah, that was me before. I had no connection to my body whatsoever. Um, it was like I was like living outside of it. But I think just the pleasure practices and the orgasmic manifestation really helped me to get in my body and reconnect to those parts of myself too, because I, I was holding a lot of shame in my body and my sexuality as well, which um, activating that also just helped me move the energy because if you look at the chakra system your first three chakras like your root through your solar plex are more of your survival more like human self emotions and then really working with those three to get in a grounded place of being rooted um can help just move the energy out of your body and out of that crown chakra that's where a lot of the chronic pain was also held for me and one of the biggest shifts i had too was i had to release this identity like most of the time obviously you have to explain things with language, but most of the time I will say like my old self had chronic pain because it's like, I don't even relate with that identity anymore. And I think a lot of times with healing, people get stuck in this identity. Like I see people on their Instagrams and they're like uh, chronic pain or like pot survivor or something. I'm like, yeah, IBS warrior. <laughs> yeah, like, do you just want to keep that identity? Like that's what's keeping you stuck from healing. Um, so I had to change that identity and I had to change the lens. Like a lot of times too, from the chronic pain, I was very tired. Like I used to be like such a nap queen. Like I would take naps, like almost like sometimes like one to three times a day. But it's like when I would wake up, I would already project that I was going to be tired. I was like, I'd be like, oh, if I'm going to go hang out with a friend, then I had to plan a nap after. So it's like, I really had to change my thoughts of like, no, like you are full of vitality and like seeing myself as someone who like had an amazing business, who could sit at my desk all day, um, who didn't have to take naps and like really changing the identity. And one of the things that helped me do that, because like, as we always say, the universe responds not to what you want, but who you're being. So I had, I had this, like my alter ego, like kind of like a, you know, Beyonce does. And I, I anytime that I feel myself kind of sliding back to that old self who had chronic pain. I'm just like, I imagine her who's just like this total goddess and her complete power, total boss babe. And then that helps me channel the energy that I want to be in. Um, and then anytime that like, I feel those, those thoughts creep in of like, oh, you're not going to be able to sit that long or um, you're going to have to take a nap later. I'm just, I just tell myself like, nope, this is, I'm holding, holding space for vitality and love and abundance and bliss and like you don't get a, these past like these thoughts like just I'm swiping left on them like I'm not enrolled like these thoughts don't matter oh my god that's amazing yep swiping left on those negative thoughts I think that's like the best line of the year <laughs> <laughs> that is so true yeah people are always like deciding that they're going to be in pain, that they're identifying with their illness or whatever that's going on. Mm -hmm. And they're not even giving their body the chance to prove them wrong because the mind has already decided that's what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. So that is like such good advice to change the narrative because you get to decide, like you can decide to have energy. You don't have to buy into the old stories anymore. Right, right. And I think that's a lot of where healing comes from. It's like I, one of the things I do every morning is I kind of just imagine, or even if I just like get off social media, I just sit there and I look at my body and I kind of, you know, do like a cord cutting meditation, like imagine the different parts of my chakras, just like cleaning them out. 
but then I also just imagine the pieces of my soul maybe or like my heart or my body that I've given my power away to and I imagine all of those pieces coming back to me that or all the pieces where maybe that I'm living in the past and I'm living in past programming and I imagine that they're coming back to me and I'm just filling myself up with love and filling myself up with light and I'm really getting my heart into coherence and um, that is really what changes the energetic pattern in the field for you to attract more health and it's just we all have the gene within us for the frequency of health it's just like allowing ourselves to activate it by tuning into our heart center by having coherence between our mind and our body and taking time to take deep breaths into your heart center and op opening up your heart and staying open to love and to life no matter the circumstance and no matter if your body is going through pain or heartbreak or whatever it might be yeah that is such a good point and that's funny that you said that because I was meditating yesterday and like the thought that came to me was like, keep your heart open. And then you just said that. So I feel like I'm just, it's all getting reaffirmed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the healing work that I do, it's just, you know, from the results I've seen in myself and from other people, like when it all comes down to it, it's just about love. And that's the biggest key. Like people always ask me like, how do you do your energy healings? And I'm like, there's obviously other key pieces to it, but it's simpler than you think. It's honestly um, really knowing that it is all about love and that when you tune into love, like source just wants to spoil you with all the love. And there's little literal um, scientific information from the heart math that your heart has its own energetic field. And from you being in heart coherence, you can influence the people around you and that activates healing within other people. Mm, that's beautiful. So when you're sending energy healing, do you kind of like um, use the, the basic chakra system and balance that out? Or do you have a different methodology? Um, I do work with the chakras a little bit. If it seems like it's coming up, you obviously want them all to be vibrating at 100%. So I do check that. But a lot of the work I do is um, actually kind of just testing to see what different thought patterns are still running in their programs that are maybe blocking them from healing and um, I have a system where you kind of can see the thoughts that they're having that are blocking them but also the trapped emotions that are in their energetic field but then there's also so many different crazy things that could be keeping people from their energetic alignment like um, toxic foods and toxic chemicals that are in the air so the system is really next level and it shows me different things in their body system that need to be re um, removed to come to complete healing. Like obviously trapped emotions and thought patterns or beliefs are some of the bigger ones, but there's also like parasites and things that are just in our everyday, um, you know, from perfume to cosmetics and food and GMOs and stuff like that. So it can still like be held in your energetic field. And I, I work with the body in all different realms and um all timelines too so it can it can get a little little mystical but it's really cool to see the different things that that come through during the energy healings like sometimes with clients I will tell them I'll be like oh I saw like for example one of my past clients I saw that like uh, a past trauma of like her umbilical cord wrapped around her and she was like no that actually did happen so I got to like go and remove um, that, that image that was kind of stuck in her energetic field and in her mind so that she could have just like more heart awakenings and openings. Oh my God, that is beautiful. Yeah. Cause I do believe that energy work is a really important piece of healing because there's only so much we can do on like the physical. So like having that gift and being able to look at that person from all levels, I think is really, really powerful. So I wanted to ask about like trapped emotions because I really believe that this is a huge aspect of healing. Mm -hmm. Is there a way that someone can release trapped emotions on their own or do you only need to work with like an energy healer? Yeah, I personally work with an energy healer myself because um, they say that it's, you can you know, your own conscious mind. I, I'll, I'll see myself. I'll be doing energy healing on myself. I'll be like, no, this is what it is. Like my, my own self, my own stuff will get in the way sometimes. 
but I do sometimes use other methods of, you know, if you're really um, kind of wanting to move an emotion, what works for me is I, I can, it's kind of more into like shadow work, but it's just emotional intelligence. If I know that I'm, I'm feeling like, you know, frustrated or anxiety, I just allow that anxiety. I'll just like put on some, you know, binaural beats and I'll just ask that emotion to come up and be present. And for me, I used to not have, um, I used to not be in tune at all with my emotions. So it took me a while to actually be able to move my emotions because it was like I was so numbed out. I was so just like in my grief moment when I was younger and had a lot of apathy. And I was like, I never want to feel pain again. But then I didn't realize I was cutting myself off from more high, high vibrational um, emotions too. And then once I've got into this work, I realized like, oh no, I really need to sit with all my emotions so that um, I can clear them and be with them. So I just created a safe container for them um, and told myself like, I love feeling my emotions. It's safe to feel my emotions. And then I like, I give the certain emotions um, a name and I know that I'm, I'm not anxiety. Like I'm just experiencing anxiety in the moment. And sometimes it helps to give that part of myself a name and just like let it talk and I just spend time with it like I am my own best lover and I I allow the emotion to hold space for it with with still being in my power though it's like this you know emotion doesn't get to run the show completely but I know that I haven't held space for you in a while so then I just have this like conversation of like wow what's it really like to feel this emotion and I I ask that emotion I'm like just turn on a hundred percent. Like what, what's it like to be and feel this emotion? Because the way I imagine it is say that, you know, you are this emotion of let's just use like anxiety. Um, and every time anxiety comes up, you just push it in the closet. Like, you know, you just don't give it a voice. You just push it away. Um, and every time that it comes up, then, then it's just like, oh, every time I've tried to express to you that I actually have this anxiety because I feel like it might not be safe. When you actually need safety, it might, it might not be there, right? Because it's like you're just owning this part of yourself. So it's really connecting and coming back and creating this friendship with this part of yourself and allowing it to have space because there's always a, a gift and a shadow to each emotion um, but when you allow it to give space, then you can get the codes and you can get the downloads and the lessons that it was trying to share with you. Yeah, that is so true. I know because I think that people really believe that if you don't feel these negative emotions, you're only feeling the positive ones, not understanding that like to feel the really positive ones, you also need to feel the really negative ones. Yeah, yeah. And the way I see it is, um, you know, it's, it's not that it's like, love isn't the absence of negative emotions. It's all emotions encompass. And the more I really sat with my more denser emotions, the more I realized it's just like love that hasn't been able to express itself. And then that allows me when I integrate and love all these parts of myself, I feel more fullness. I feel more magnetic. I feel more love for myself. I feel more healing vibes. Uh, and then I'm able to just give from this place of overflow. And I'm not triggered as much from other people because um, it's like, I just see compassion for themselves. Like where in the past, I would see these parts of myself that I denied and I didn't want to admit that were there. So I was easily triggered by other people. But now it's like, I don't have these emotional like past cords that are keeping me in those programs like it's just like you know sometimes like if you think of a heartbreak or a past memory like sometimes it would just feel really um like dense and it would still be like super activated in there like now when I think of a lot of the things that happened in the past it's just like oh like that's beautiful I learned so much from that it doesn't put me back in that past program which I think is that's true freedom and just like wisdom right there to have that it's like liberation and I just want to I just want everyone to experience that because it's just like really activating and freedom and I think that's what we're all here to experience yeah wow that was really beautiful I know I 
think that that is what everyone seeks to experience, but people just don't really know how to get there. Mm -hmm. What do you think is like a starting point for someone who's just like on this journey to become like their most loving best self? Mm. Yeah, I love that. So many things, but I think at the end of the day, it's we want to feel more. And, you know, we think it's from all of these things, our desires are manifestations of things that we're manifesting, but the only reason we want the thing that we're manifesting is how we think it would make us feel. So it's really just getting in touch with the emotions that you have neglected. But also one of the things I do every morning is I prime my emotions and I do a breast massage. So the breast is the the gateway to opening your heart. And that's actually the woman's like pole to be turned on. So not only will you be having like better orgasms, but um, it gets you just like in a frequency of receiving and in that feminine receptivity. So what I, the thing I do every morning is I put on like a sexy song or like um, just a song that really like opens my heart. And then I do the breast massage, but I'm also priming my emotions. So I'm thinking about the energetic state that I want to be today. So if I'm like, you know, coming on a podcast or something, then it's like the emotions I want to feel is um, tuned in and I want to feel magnetic and I want to feel um, in flow and at ease. So I'll think about those emotions. And sometimes um, it's easier for me to first think about the last time I felt that emotion and I bring up that memory and I start to really feel it. And then I'll like, future project onto like how I want to feel that emotion today um, and then I really get into those emotions but it was super interesting because when I first started doing this work I realized that I didn't even really ever let myself feel the emotion of love because it felt so scary and I was like I don't even have like any really like deep memories about this like they're the memories that I do have are like years ago and then that made me like that broke my heart kind of because we're here all to feel love um, but we just don't even allow ourselves access to it because we're so afraid we're going to get hurt. But I realized I was breaking my heart more from not allowing myself to feel love. So then I started to set the intention, like universe, like, wouldn't it be fun if we like, what would be the, like, the most loving thing we could do for ourselves today or the most love that we could feel today? And then now I have so much more love in my life. I have so many more like deeper, really connected relationships and my business is doing even better because at the end of the day, it is all love. Oh my God. That like made me feel like so much love with you just saying that. And yeah, I feel like love is just like the biggest theme and lesson and goal that all humans thrive for, but we block ourselves from it. Like I know personally, I unconsciously was like closed, like had a big shield around myself, like armor, you know, almost Mm -hmm. like blocking myself from love. And then it's like peeling back the layers Mm -hmm. to open yourself up for love. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I resonate with that so much because yeah, when I was younger, I definitely had this shield too. And I didn't, I, yeah, it was like, we were talking about earlier, like consciously, I was like, oh, I want a boyfriend. Um, I want more relationships. And then I didn't understand, like I'd be at like events with friends and stuff. And like all my other friends were like getting um, attention and stuff. And then I'd be like, wait, like um, I'm just as pretty. And you know, like, why aren't guys talking to me? But I like, after doing this energy work, like I realized in my, in my field, I was like, really actually saying with my energy like no I'm not available like please don't hurt me like I had all these stories like you know love is pain and I can't have both success and love and when I really cleared that from like an energetic level then all of a sudden it was like I almost like was taken back from it I was like where like where like these men they're like they're everywhere and I had no idea and like now they're like massaging my feet and buying all these things and taking me to nice dinners. Like it was like overwhelming. I was like, wow, this is a whole nother reality that I was just like not even tuned into. And now I just like want that for everyone because I'm like, wow, life is so much magical when you're just open to love and open to receiving and in like this feminine radiant goddess energy, because at the end of the day, you are magic embodied. And the more that women own this part of ourselves that we don't need to do anything to receive like our true essence is enough, the more powerful we are. And we, we can really make some really lasting changes on this planet. From this oh, place. yes. I'm here for the foot massages. <laughs> that sold me. 
sites are great. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, yes and more, please, universe. Thank you. Yes. So besides doing like the energy clearings, how can a woman open their heart to receive that kind of love? Mm. That's a good question. Um, I would say self-pleasure has been such a gateway for me in that way of just like reclaiming that like it is safe for me to open my heart to love. That would be one of the biggest things, but also just being available for it and shifting the thought patterns you have that keep you, you know, from past, past traumas and things and being like, you know, my past doesn't get to dictate my future. And I choose from now on that I'm only going to be available and only being a space holder for love. Yeah, I love that. I know we unconsciously like are always using our past to predict our future. And Mm -hmm. I see this time and time again with like my clients and how even I get caught up in this too, but Mm -hmm. I've been really working on getting rid of that. It's just like being so caught up in what has happened before that we predict that our future is going to be the same when we create our reality and can change it at any moment in time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really just like allowing yourself to surrender into the unknown, which can feel really scary because it's like, we want to control things, but it's like, what if I just let go and opened up all of these doors of possibility that the universe could have something even more amazing for me, but I'm just so stuck in in the past and in trying to control everything that I'm, I'm blocking, I'm blocking this, the abundance that's trying to speak me. And I think it's just realizing that love is your natural state and abundance is your natural state. And once you, you know, kind of manifest more things in your life and things just become this like fairy tale of like, Oh my God, like someone's going to have to pinch me because I don't believe this is real. Then it's just like realizing like, no, this was here for me all along. I just had to open myself to it. Yes, I love that. Yeah, it really is our natural state. We just have so many projections and protection mechanisms blocking us from it. And humans really overcomplicate things. Like, I think we really just make everything harder than it needs to be. And if we release all these like attachments, then everything can just be so much more simple. Right. I totally, totally agree. Yeah. It's just like letting, letting all the emotions kind of just move through you instead of even, you know, we can even try to hold on to some of our more exciting emotions, but the more that we could just do like, nope, this is my natural state. I know I can always access this state. I trust myself that I can, you know, come back to the frequency of love at any time. Um, And I can also just allow all the emotions to move through my body. That's really where the magic's at. Mm-hmm. What would you say someone to someone who, let's say, can't get into that frequency of feeling love? Like, how can someone embody it when they just don't even know how to get into it? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. So that, that that's kind of what was resonating with me before when I was just felt really blocked from it. But I think. Um, breast massage definitely helps um, kind of just creating experiences and asking asking the universe of like what does love actually feel what is truth and um, kind of just having the discernment and asking yourself too when you if you're feeling like you can't feel love then it's you're probably not being very nice to yourself right so it's like really questioning those thoughts that are keeping you from love and being like is this my truth? And if it doesn't feel like love, it's not. So one of the things I always do is when I'm like thinking more negatively about myself and, um, you know, not in my full belief, I, I just say universe, you know, I, I realize that I've chosen separation this moment and I would like to come back to love and like, what's the most loving thought that I can, I can think right now and just allowing that frequency to, like overcome your body and the more and more that you just allow that those feelings of love to come the more that experiences you're going to have so it's going to be easier to open your heart I love that yeah I know I think that we don't realize that we can ask the universe to show us things Mm -hmm. 
And that's an important lesson to provide people is like, have you asked? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of like my things that helps me manifest so much too, is that I'm always asking for symbols and um, kind of playing little games with the universe throughout the day where it's like, um, anytime I see pineapples, I celebrate it. Cause it's like my symbol for abundance. So I know there's been so many times where like, I'm like, Oh my God, I just saw the pineapple. That means I'm going to get like um, a random paycheck. And then like five minutes later, someone will pay me or Venmo me. Um, so it's like playing little games with the universe and asking, asking the universe um, throughout the day, like universe, just give me things to love on. Give me people to love on. Give me sexy text messages. Give me clients to flirt with, you know, and the universe is more than willing to give it to you. Yeah. I love that shift of thought because it's like so common to just get stuck into like, what, what do I need to do? Like, what are the steps I need to take when we can kind of lean back and be like, universe, show me what I, show me what to do. And like, just lead me there. Yeah. That's one of the things I do every morning. I just, I just put my hand on my heart and like universe, but if I only get one thing done today, that needs to, that will move me towards my manifestation. Like, what is it? And then just asking my, asking the universe, like, wouldn't it be fun if I received this and what would it take for me to receive the following? And that really just helps amplify all the manifestations. I love that. What do you think is your biggest tip to someone who's manifesting, but it's not showing up in reality? Mm. Uh, I think it's for me when I feel like that's, it's not showing up it's because I'm coming from this more controlling frequency and it's like I'm trying to do all the things but I'm not really having fun creating it so it's like asking yourself like how could I make this pleasurable and um you know how can I seduce my desire to me rather than trying to control this thing and like how can I allow myself to let it go um, I think people have this misconception with, you know, cause it's like, if usually if something isn't coming in you're the person isn't really surrendered and allowing the, the manifestation to come in or just for some reason, they're not a vibrational match to it in the moment, but it doesn't mean that they're not, they obviously are. If they had the thought, I truly believe that if you have the thought to manifest something, it's already on its way to you. Like you wouldn't be a vibrational match to the thought if you couldn't have it, um, so one of the things I always do is like, what if I'm just one thought away from uh, manifesting this thing? And there's been so many times where I've said that to myself and like then a new client has signed up. Um, but yeah, back to kind of the more surrounded piece is I think a lot of times people are like, oh, but, okay, so I have to surround them to this. So I'm just like, I can get like in a more like bratty energy of being like, well, if I can't have it, then I don't want it anymore. But then you're being wishy-washy with your manifestation. Then the universe is like, okay, you don't want it anymore. Like, you know, but so what letting go really means is letting go of the resistance and knowing that like your life is going to be amazing with or without this thing. Because the universe more than anything wants us to feel whole and complete. And if we think that we can't be whole and complete without this thing, that's actually putting us separate from our desires. And we are one with everything. We are one with our desires. It's not separate from us. So it's realizing that um, really about falling in love with our life, with or without our desires and becoming whole and complete with or without our desires, knowing that we have the universe no matter what and that the universe really does want to give us everything that we are desiring. And that right there, I think is the gold and just holding, holding your desires to the very end. Um, I, the way I see my desires is I see them as like my baby, like these are they're sacred, they're holy, they're from the universe, the universe wants me to have them. So why would I put my disbelief all over them? It's like, I know that even if it doesn't come and the time frame that I, that I want, I still want this thing. So I'm going to keep holding it in my space and I'm not going to hold space for any other reality than the one that I am abundant and um, in love and have the successful business that I want. So much beautiful wisdom right there. I think that that's like, where people get stuck or like give up and just don't hold the frequency is they either want it so bad it's like needy energy or they're like 
fuck it, I'm over it. And then it's like, you're right, wishy-washy. So I think that was like the perfect explanation. And I really love that piece of advice. Yeah, just about creating like steady energetic for you to be a vessel to receive abundance and love and hope and whatever you're manifesting and just being a clear channel that's not like all over the place. Exactly. Yeah, it's a lot more simple than we make it out to be. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I think this is a beautiful note to end things on. But before we finish up, where can everyone find you and connect with you and work with you? Yeah, so I love Instagram. I love doing Instagram stories of just different manifestation tips and things that I'm manifesting and things that are going on in my world. And I love Instagram. My handle is um, at Elisa Danielle, spelled E L I S A D A. N-I-E-L-L-E-X-X. It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Cool. Um, but then also I am about to launch um, another one of my courses soon, more so on just becoming that radiant feminine energy, um, learning orgasmic manifesta- manifestation, calling in love and deeper intimacy and learning how to just receive and um, create union between your feminine and your masculine energies, because you have to have both. You have to, the feminine is the receiver and the masculine creates the structure for her to receive and take that inspired aligned action, which I feel really, um, I love sharing about. So I'm super excited for the next course. That sounds amazing. I know so many people are going to be like ready for that and need that. So I'm so happy you're providing that value for people. Oh, thank you. And I know that you provide so much value for people with your podcast and your coaching too. So I'm happy to be here and um, yeah. Thank you. Well, it was a pleasure having you on here. And I know that the listeners are going to get so much value and insight from this conversation. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. It's been such a joy being here. And I love just being in your world and seeing everything that you're doing. And yeah, I'm just sending... So much love and manifestation vibes to everyone who's listening.